0: You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5.
1: You're listening to special programming sponsored by the Cause Marketing Chamber of Commerce. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Business of Giving podcast. My name is Guy Dawson, and I am the executive director of the Cause Marketing Chamber of Commerce. And uh, the Business of Giving podcast was developed to showcase businesses and nonprofit organizations. We at the Chamber of Commerce are all about bringing these two pillars of the community together, and we celebrate uh, the value of nonprofit organizations uh, and for-profit businesses on this show The mission of the Cause Marketing Chamber of Commerce is we ignite opportunities between businesses and nonprofits for the purpose of benefiting our members and the communities we serve. Our vision is a world where social responsibility is the new bottom line, and our values are integrity, unity, community engagement, and professionalism. The month comes really quickly. It seems like I was just in the studio not very long ago, but uh, here we are back and uh, celebrating the new year. Now we're into February, which is, was like a, a flash. Here we are back talking about nonprofits and uh, for-profit businesses. And I've got two excellent guests who are going to be in the studio today to uh, talk about the things that they represent. As a matter of fact, both of them are going to be discussing things related to mental health. And it's interesting that. Especially as a result of COVID, it seems like the the topic of mental health has been something that's been highlighted much more in the media and in society uh, than in any time that I can ever remember over the course of my lifetime, Uh, and so in terms of – the nonprofit world and the for-profit world and the things related to a mental state that we're dealing with. And so we're going to discuss it from both angles today. We have a representative uh, from a nonprofit organization, Mark Goradetzer, who's going to talk about it uh, from the perspective of veterans. And we have uh, Katie Wechter, who is an advocate, a huge advocate for uh, mental health, uh, wellness. And so she's going to be talking about different aspects uh, from there, along with her traditional business that she's involved in. Because that's what we're all about at the Cause Marketing uh, Chamber of Commerce. It's all about highlighting what you're doing in terms of your entrepreneurial or professional uh, journey uh, as well as how you can bring the experiences that, uh, that you have in the business world And partner with worthy nonprofit organizations, and there are so many uh, organizations out there that are doing great works to contribute to the community, and there's really a natural partnership. This is what we've discovered through um, developing this chamber over about the last seven, almost eight years actually now that we've been working uh, on from when we started doing events related to nonprofits and business, to actually forming the Cause Marketing Chamber of Commerce, to the point we are now, we're really starting to expand uh, what our f- our scope is. And but we've definitely found that there is a wonderful relationship uh, between nonprofit organizations and for-profit businesses that should be celebrated. And again, that's what we do here on this show. My first guest for today is Katie Wechter with the Watch Media Group. Welcome, Katie.
0: Hi, thank you for having me, Guy. I'm happy to be here.
1: So before we get into the mental health oriented things, will you share with the audience what Watch Media Group is about?
0: Absolutely watch Media Group is uh, we're actually a copywriting firm and a ghostwriting firm and we specialize in helping specifically mental health businesses but also businesses in the healthcare space and uh, we focus on really helping them tell their stories reach more people and ultimately help more people because um, that's that's our goal is to help businesses who are helping people.
1: What got you into that business?
0: Well, I think mental health is what got me into it. I I think that anyone who's really passionate about mental health probably has a story to tell. And I'm, you know, just like that. And I have always been passionate in mental health. And I really wanted to take that and run with it. And I knew that I wasn't going to be a therapist. um, But I did also know that I was skilled at writing. And so I wanted to combine those two mental health and writing, to ultimately help more people, I think it's important to get information out there that reaches the people who actually are, you know, feeling mental health challenges and and to give them the support that they need. And and so that's where the passion comes in. And that's why I really like working with those organizations.
1: Tell us how your writing is a part of this this partnership, being able to um, express things related to mental health with your writing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I would say that I'm on a mission to help mental health organizations to connect with more people, to tell their stories, to reach more people, and to ultimately help more people. And writing is the mechanism to do that. Writing is the tool to make that happen. And a lot of people don't realize how important content is um, these days. Everyone talks about, oh, we got to do this and we got to do that. But with every marketing effort you take, writing is an essential part of that. And the words you say matter. And not only that, but how you say them matters. And a lot of, I think, other marketers or copywriters don't have that skill set in knowing, you know, there's a big difference between saying something like committed suicide versus died by suicide. And us as people, as a society, we need education and we also need support. And so the writing is that bridge, I think, to help make that happen.
1: So what's the impact of of You're writing. You've been doing this for a while. And when you write about mental health, how does it how does it impact people?
0: Yeah, I think it's um, a really it, it's a it impacts people in a big way. Uh, one of my clients is the National Alliance for Mental Illness, the Nevada and the Southern Nevada chapters, and so working with nonprofits is a big part of what I do. And and so depending on who your client is, on on who is saying these words, you got to make sure that you know it's appropriate. Um, so NAMI, I'm always fitting in with what their um, national standards are. I'm repeating those messages. I'm making sure that it's consistent. But then on the other side of That you know, I have my own brand and my own passions, and I am finally getting that book done. And so, writing in that area um, has been you know a passion project for me, and ultimately, writing about anxiety is is um, what I'm doing uh, mostly now. Um, on my own, uh, you know, uh, projects and things like that.
1: I would imagine that there's a lot of research that goes into these topics that you're writing about, and what do you learn from that? I mean, actually studying mental health. Tell us what that process is like.
0: Absolutely. So I have a bachelor's in psychology and a master's in information science with a focus in mental health. So all of that is to say is that I know the research. I know how to study the research. And what I Think is really important, a a key point to remember here is that, um, you know, a lot of good research goes into mental health and healthcare in general. But between the research and the clinical setting, it can take 10 to 20 years before that reaches the right people. And so we can have all this research being done, and it's important to read it and to take it and digest it, but it's important to take that and to present it to people in a way that they understand. Because that's what's missing right now, is the research that's being done and the clinical setting in which it's being applied. A lot of people just go off of what they know, what they learned in college, um, not recognizing that there is more research coming out consistently. And so a part of what I do, a big part of what I do and where my passion comes in is taking that research, making it digestible, and putting in front of the people who it's really going to help. And, and that's, that's really key. You know, if you want to you know, everyone talks about misinformation versus saying the right thing versus disinformation. And the Internet is wild these days. Um, so it's important for us as experts to make sure that what we're putting out there is correct information and is backed by research.
1: And as I had mentioned before, Katie, post-COVID, we have an environment that is very open to learning more about uh, me- mental health. People seem to be talking about this topic at a level that that I've definitely never experienced in What's that like for the people who are actually suffering with mental illness? Is that a good thing, a bad thing? What do you think?
0: Yeah, that's a tricky question. Um, I think it is a good thing in the sense that it's important that we all recognize that mental health matters. We all have mental health. Like you said, um, these these little stigmas, they don't need to be stigmas anymore. And, um, and And that's great in that sense. But also on the other side of things, you know, we don't want to... We, we don't want to get so busy making mental health a trend that we forget to pick up the people who actually are suffering. And so, you know, even just last month, um, we're at the end of December with what happened with Twitch and that rocked the world. And people were shocked that somebody who seems so happy and put together could die by suicide. And it just goes to show that, you know, e- we talk about it like it's a trend, but there are still people suffering through the cracks. And so it's not just on us to talk about mental health and say it's okay to not be okay. It's also on us to reach out to the people that we love, to our families, to our friends, tell them that we love them and that we're here for them. And maybe we don't know what to say, but oftentimes just being there for somebody who's struggling is is enough. That's all they need to keep going just for that day.
1: I guess it's great though to... Run a business like you do that encompasses something that you have such passion for and you're such an advocate. I mean, when they talk about, you know, being a business that you love, right, you enjoy the topic, you, uh, you're you learning a lot from it. Um, is that important to you that you're you're doing a business that's really in alignment with your values and what you're all about?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think when I first started business, uh, my own business, I was essentially a copywriter. Um, I had the passion for mental health, but I took on business from many different industries. And uh, now that I've evolved and my business has evolved, I'm much more specific in wanting to work with mental health and healthcare businesses. And and it's because the passion is there. They give me a reason to show up and they give me a reason to try every single day. And And what's important is to get these messages out. And so these are the organizations that I love to work with because they keep the passion really alive.
1: Well, I've really enjoyed watching your platform evolve through the years, Katie. You and I have been friends for a long time. Mm-hmm. And just to watch what you've done with this mm-hmm. um, to the point where you, you're becoming a, a symbol, really a figure in the world of, uh, of mental health. I just think it's fantastic. And uh, hey, just keep up the great work. And how can the people get in contact with you if they want to hire you as a copywriter?
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for the words of encouragement. Um, my big goal is really just to keep getting out there in the mental health community, whether it's with organizations who are clients or not, you know, uh, the point is to all come together. And so if anybody wants to talk mental health or copywriting or ghostwriting with me, I am available. You can check out my website at watchmediagroup.com. You can email me at Katie, K-A-T-I-E at watchmediagroup.com and give me a call 702-338-7358. And thanks again, guy. I'm- yeah. Grateful to be here.
1: Thanks for being a part of the show, Katie. And again, mental health from this, the perspective of, of copywriting and being able to write about it is something that most of us probably don't even think about. Um, but getting the word out about how to, the, the, you know, the importance of advocacy for, for good mental health is so important. And keep just keep doing what you're doing, Katie. The Cause Marketing Chamber's got a couple of events that are coming up in February. We have our Cause and Business Education Series. That's our online event uh, that we host on the third Tuesday of every month. This month, it happens to be the 21st of February from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. These events are excellent opportunities for you to learn about specific industries. We've had People from nonprofit organizations, tax experts, financial experts, marketers, cause marketing experts. And so, yes, if you want more information about the Cause and Business Education Series event on the 21st of February from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m., visit the website causemarketingchamber.com. All of our events are always available on that website. Also, our monthly mixer event is on the fourth Tuesday of every month from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. And uh, Cause Marketing Chamber Chamber of Commerce Monthly Mixer always features a nonprofit organization. It is a traditional networking event with a twist in that we have a a deserving nonprofit organization that comes and does a presentation during the event that we host. And the nonprofit that will be featured at the event that we're going to have on the 28th of February is called the Fresh Foundation. And they're a nonprofit that supports combining youth sports with academics a lot of the things that they're doing is using all of the things that you learn being in athletics the discipline the uh, the camaraderie the teamwork taking those principles and teaching young people how they can apply them to their academic lives and so or they're very big on most athletes are not going to be in a professional ranks very few people are going to be LeBron James or uh, or Tom Brady but academically, uh, you being prepared for uh, the world that we live in as a young person is really important. So we're looking forward to uh, the Fresh Foundation being the nonprofit that we feature at the Cause Marketing Chamber of Commerce monthly mixer. And that is going to be on February the 28th at Big B's Barbecue on Fort Apache. And again, if you want more information about the event that's coming up, please visit our website, causemarketingchamber.com. And I have another good friend who is a, runs a nonprofit organization, actually, that was featured at one of our Mixer events. He is Mark Goradetzer and he is with Rec Therapy Barbecue for Mental Health. He does a lot of great things for veterans and um, their struggles with mental health. Welcome to the show, Mark.
2: Thanks, guys. Good to see you. I'm glad we were finally able to uh, make this happen. We've been working on this for a little while.
1: Yes, I've been trying to get you in the studio for a long time, and I'm glad that we were able to make it, put it together.
2: Same here, same here. Looking forward to it. Tell us about your organization. Um, Well, Rec Therapy Barbecue for Mental Health actually started back in 2001. I had been previously with a couple other veteran organizations, but it got to the point to get a little bit older. And if I don't go ahead and do something that I really wanted to do, then, uh, you know, may regret it. So founded this organization really with the goal of um, being an advocate for mental health. But one of the biggest things, though, is helping bridge the gap between veterans, military, and civilians. Uh, Mental health does not pick and choose. Uh, It doesn't matter whether you served overseas or if, you know, you're working in a convenience store, uh, whether you're 65 years old or 14 years old. And by doing this, I was able to work and meet um, a lot of amazing people. But the other thing, too, though, is getting to know people, veterans and military families, is right there, is that they have families, uh, and they are not technically in the military. So uh, give us a chance to expand a little bit more, um, you know, really go ahead and take a look, because you figure, too, if you're deployed, uh, whether it's, you know, mom or dad, somebody is back home, maybe with the kids, they are definitely dealing with the mental health just as much, you know, as the person who's been deployed.
1: And of course, uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome has become a popular phrase on so many fronts. I'm, I know as a younger person, I always associated it with serving in the military, and now it's used for a lot of things beyond just uh, military service. But is that a lot of the the tie-ins to the mental health issues that veterans have? Is it PTSD?
2: I mean, certainly PTSD is, is a is a big part of things, but the other thing too, and again, you talked a little bit before about the pandemic, and we know an awful lot of things changed. But I think too is where something's changed in regard to mental health. A lot of things started falling under one umbrella. Before we would be talking about suicide prevention, but you still also had domestic violence, whether it was verbal domestic abuse. Uh, Opioids, any type of drug addiction. And if I got to the point where I think we put everything under one umbrella, uh, just trying to focus on one particular thing, there are plenty of times you're going to miss some people. So, you know, this way we're able to have conversations with people, find out what it is that they need. Uh, you know, again, because there's certainly the chance of missing and reaching some people that if they think, okay, The only thing that they're talking about is domestic violence verbal. Okay, then they really don't worry too much about domestic violence where someone actually hits me or opioid addiction. Uh, And again, there's so many other, you know, other small things. You know, we've heard so much about young kids vaping. Um, You know, there are a lot of things that definitely will tie into the mental health. Yes, PTSD is one of it, but you know, trying to narrow down any type of particular things, it, it's not so easy. So for me, I'm, I'm glad that we did put all those things under one umbrella. Uh, like I said, I think it definitely lets people know that, okay, it, it, it all is part of mental health. And again, if you have a question, somebody should be there to be able to give the answer
1: and veterans are definitely one of the most underserved communities in our society and of course uh, I've I've talked to a lot of veterans about things related to mental health and for a lot of them they say it's just hard to communicate what's going on with them with other people and so I guess with your organization you're creating an environment that allows them to be able to to express themselves is that part of what you do with your nonprofit
2: Uh, A little bit. Um, One of the things that that I've been fortunate about is the organizations that I've been involved with have been very open, willing to do the things that we want to do. Um, I know for me, one of the biggest things is you need to stay active. You need to get out of the house. You need to do things with your family. And again, just because there are so many different groups out here, and I know for me now living in Vegas, as far as I'm concerned, I can go outside every day. I lived in Chicago for 24 years No, I cannot go outside every single day. Uh, You know, so there really aren't too many excuses where you can't get out and go ahead and do things. You can get people out doing things together. And there are a lot of people that I know are very comfortable when they're with their peers or they're with other people that certainly can relate, you know, to what they're doing. But the other part of it, though, too, is that when they get together, they all want to have a good time. But if there is that one person, that someone maybe to identify and think, you know what? Something just doesn't take. Guy just seems a little bit off today. I want to pull him over to the side. We're going to have a little chat. Okay, yep, he's got a stomach bug. He's fine. Nope, he's got something else going on then. We're going to need a little bit of chat. So it it it's great that as a community, there are a lot of the men and women out there who are looking out for each other. Well, like I said, too, is one of the things that we're trying to do is now try to get also civilians to understand a little bit More because, like I said, too, it's not just the veteran community, but it always is good to know that if you're in a room with somebody, uh, like I said, whether they're military, veteran, whomever, if they seem to be like maybe they're in crisis, okay, do you know what those signs are? Can you help them out? Because, like I said, a lot of people are just too stubborn, Uh, they're too proud, Uh, they do not want to let their guard down to say, you know what, I've, I've I got a problem. I need to do something. So sometimes some people need just that little bit of, uh, you know, that, that imaginary hug where someone can say, hey, I'm here for you. Let's talk.
1: And I know you host a lot of events. That seems to be a big part, barbecues and otherwise. And tell me some of the feedback that you get from the vets as a result of these events that you put on.
2: It, I mean, it's it's always positive. Uh, like I said, a lot of stuff that we're doing is, you know, primarily outdoors. People get to hang out. And when we're doing our events for for my organization, it's not about us making money. Uh, it's about us giving back. But the other thing, too, when we do events, and I, whether it's I have people cooking, serving, a lot of the folks who help me are actually veterans. And it's keeping, again— it's busy hands, busy minds. We're all having a good time, uh, you know. We're we're out, and you know we're socializing, uh, and that's really what what it all comes down to. The other part of it too is though is I've been very fortunate in working with the Henderson Silver Knights and the G League Ignite basketball, who have been phenomenal partners. Where I think since November. We brought about 200 veterans and their families to different hockey games and basketball games. And that'll continue at the end of March with the arena football. So, you know, if we know that we have opportunities to get the families out, to spend some quality time, to get all these people, get, get them away. You know what? Turn the TV off. Turn the phone off. Stay off your social media. Stay off the news. And hang out and and have a good time. the The feedback is always is always great. I mean, we'll always have somebody who will say to us that, you know, what I don't typically like going to a sporting event, uh, but what's nice at Dollar Loan Center? It's a small arena, and we've had people say to us, "This is great. When's the next game? When can I come again?" So you know, this way now we know. Okay, we got our own little mental list here of some other people. And the the feedback that we get is, is, is always great. And, you know, that just really helps us and drives us to say, okay, what can we do next? What's the other group that we need to find? Uh, who are the people out there? Because we know the other thing, too, from being an advocate for mental health. As an organization, we know there's only so many people that we're going to reach. But, you know, if we're able to work with other people and they can see that, you know what, yeah, this does work. Well, hopefully they can tell some other people or maybe they know some people that do need to get out and say, you know what, this group is having this and group, this group is having that. But I think the other thing where I've been very fortunate is the organizations that I've worked with. We just developed some really, really nice partnerships and we all know what's what's going on with different things in the community. So that certainly helps.
1: Well, it was great to see the business community come out and support the event that we did uh, with your nonprofit recently, Mark, and I mean, that's really what it's all about. We love it when we get a room full of people that get to hear the story about a nonprofit that's really contributing to the community. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that maybe have never heard of your nonprofit, but by them being able to participate, Right. It puts you in a position to get volunteers, supporters from the community. And so, yeah, we we thoroughly enjoyed the opportunity uh, to present your nonprofit that day.
2: Yeah, it was it, it was great, um, and especially to me. You know, we talk about a lot of things that we talk, you know, regarding things with mental health and um, uh, no shameless plug. But, you know, when when I had reached out to Big B's, they are friends of mine. It's a small business. And, uh, you know, trying to survive a small business during. COVID, I can't even imagine the, the, the stress, you know, that, that anybody would, you know, would have gone through. So, um, there's a lot out there.
1: Yeah. That's part of our focus with the chamber. Why we always try to do these events at, at restaurants or local businesses, Mark is like you said, it's, um, you know we have to contribute to our community by supporting businesses in our community and so yeah it was great big bees the food was excellent and we've actually got our next event as a direct result of uh, us connecting with you over there at big bees to support them uh, even more and so for for a veteran out there who might be in despair right now that's listening to this radio broadcast what would you say to them how can your organization help them
2: I think a lot of things, we've just, you know, developed a really good list of resources. And like I said, I, we, I, we know that there are some people who have, you know, a uh, a friend that they can reach out to to get some assist. But I've also learned over time that not being a veteran, sometimes people almost find it a little bit easier in contacting me. I uh, think that, you know, okay, I don't want, you know you know, somebody maybe who I served with or another veteran, but... Uh, you know, I do have the resources. I don't have all the answers to all sorts of questions, but I think I know where to find them. And like I said, I've been very fortunate. As, as a person, I did not serve, but my connection with the veteran community and where I understand their mental health side of it is I'm a suicide attempt survivor. So I've been in a place where many of those folks have been. And that's really, you know, I think, you know, how our relationship developed. And I think, you know, that's why they're comfortable in talking to, to me. But the veteran community also became my safe place because they understood where, where I was. So, yep, I've definitely had many people who have reached out to me. I've received text messages at 2.30 in the morning, phone calls at 6 in the morning, whatever time that it may be. And, you know, whatever I need to do, you know, to address whatever situation that they're in, we're going to make it happen.
1: And you've got a couple of events coming up. You want to make some announcements about those? See if we can get someone to uh some people to come and support it.
2: Well, I think the really the next big one that we have um is on March 3rd. Is we are working with the uh, G League Ignite where it's salute our veterans and tickets are gonna be eleven dollars, buy one, get one free. However, it's a certain QR code and a certain uh FIVO link. And it is on our Facebook and Instagram, uh, REC Therapy Barbecue. But people can also reach me by email at REC Therapy Barbecue. It's R-E-Q Therapy BBQ at gmail.com. I can certainly send them the uh, the link to that. And uh, other things, too, in April, I believe it's going to be April 8th. Uh, we're going to be doing a month of the military child. That information is not yet with the arena football for the Las Vegas Nighthawks, who also play over at the Dollar Loan Center. So uh, those are a couple of big things. And again, what I like about those, sure, it's veterans, it's military, it's families, it's people out and about. We do have several other games that uh, we will be offering tickets to for the G League night and the Silver Knights that that we have done over time. And if you think that that you have an organization Uh, you know, that you might be interested or want to know, again, just how we can get you into a game, you know, by all means, email uh, the website, com, and my cell is 702-466-4143.
1: Well, keep up the great work that you're doing for the community, Mark, and uh, again, there's a large veteran population here in Las Vegas and all over uh, the country, if not the world, and I'm sure there are plenty of people uh, that can benefit from the therapeutic efforts of of working uh, with an organization like yours. So, yep, just uh, a phenomenal work, Mark, and keep doing the good work that you're doing.
2: Thanks. I appreciate it, and thanks for your support, God.
1: Yeah, I know. Again, I want to encourage everyone to go to our website, Cause Marketing Chamber of Commerce, if you'd like to become a member. We're really um, an organization that is growing and embracing people, uh, becoming a part of the things that we're doing. We have membership opportunities for people who are in business or nonprofit organizations, as well as membership opportunities for people who are not, who join as individuals. That's one of the things that makes us unique amongst Chambers of Commerce is that we offer this specific membership that Um, can be for a person who just wants to be in our space. Maybe they want to get into volunteerism. Maybe they are just someone who really supports nonprofits. You can actually be a part of a chamber of commerce without being a nonprofit business or uh, a for-profit business. And so for more information about how to join the chamber of commerce, visit our website, causemarketingchamber.com. You can push a button, go on and sign up. We'd love to have you as a member. We also want to encourage you to follow us on all of our social media platforms. We have a Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn page. And we're also in the development right now of a YouTube page, the Business of Giving podcast. And we're going to be having our audios and videos up there and uh, much much more is in the works right now you can also find us on soundcloud under the uh, the business of giving and so again grateful to the university of nevada las vegas kunv 91.5 for uh, allowing us to bring you the business of giving podcast and if i want to encourage you to do anything and that is go out there and do business for good
2: on my shoulder. As I'm getting older, y'all people get older. Most of us only care about money.